here. Official Guitar Guy podcast. Let's go. <laughs> we got two guitar guys in the house. What's up, guys? We have Kai from Cat Bamboo and uh, Adam from Sauce. Sauce Adam. Hey, yo. What's Thank up? You. Thank you both for uh, coming on. Kai, I know we hit you up um, kind of last minute, but I appreciate you doing this. Oh, no, dude. Thank you guys for having me. I actually uh, had to switch a shift with the coworker real quick, but made it work. Damn, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll make, we'll make this worth it for you. <laughs> no, but uh, I feel I, I have been enjoying doing podcasts with people from different bands, like just to get like different perspectives on stuff. And I know you're both, both of you guys work really hard on your music and your craft and promote. There's so many things we could talk about. But um, one, one thing I kind of wanted to start off the bat, um, Adam, we spoke at a show once. I think it was right before Invalids played with you guys at the lanes. And I think it was before you went on tour. You were telling me about your work day and how you got home from work at like <laughs> six or seven. And then it was like, yeah, then I try to make content for two or three hours. And then I like plan posts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So for, I mean, before COVID, like I used to work in the city and like, you know, I, my degrees in like finance, I do finance jobs, even though I hate like corporate culture and all that stuff, but you know, it pays the bills. Right. So I can't be ungrateful about that. But, um, at the time, I think when I talked to you, I was having like super long days. Like I would commute out of new jersey at like six in the morning a little bit before that probably like yeah six in the morning and then like i get to the city like brooklyn at like seven forty-five, and then come home at like if i'm lucky like 6 30 or yeah. 7 it's not, <laughs> like, it's not a great commute it's not a good commute. yeah, yeah. And i'm living with my parents at the time and then like i'm basically doing all my guitar work like my riffs and stuff like videos and like any music stuff in like a three-hour period so like and then i do it again and then it's like that was kind of rough for a while luckily even though covid sucks for everything else my day is now like all at home so like i'm more well balanced now but like before then it was just like a clusterfuck of like epic proportions like every day yeah. so you know now now life is better and i think for that show where we were at at the lane i came from work like that was i came straight from the city and then i was like uh i think i arrived i took like that the from penn station like the train that goes to long branch or asbury uh, and yeah. like yeah i came That's straight hard. from there dude yeah and, dude. and kai i don't know how, how you feel but i i feel like um like in a band that's like I, you know, both of your bands are like Sauce and Cap and Boo are like very active. I feel like, like, and you know, not to be all like trajectories up and like too like analytic about it, but like you both are, you both have exciting things in the pipeline, right? There's a new Cap Bamboo album coming, right? Um, the new single with Kurt was like really sick. We'll talk about that too. But, um, you know, you're all, you're, you're both active, but I feel like it's gotten so much harder as a band now to like kind of, break through to the point where it's like, all right, we could at least do this as a part-time job now. I don't know like how you feel about that. It's it kind of depends. I've noticed that like people have like a lot of uh different stems of income when it comes to music. 
So sometimes people like are very comfortable not leaving their bedroom and they can still make like, you know, an okay amount of money. Uh, conversely, there are people that like live and die on the road. Like, you know, they don't really have an online presence, so they're not selling anything online. They're not doing that, but you know, they have their trusty promoters and, you know, group of friends and family and, you know, fans who help them out along the way who are, who are very dedicated to their brand. So they can, uh, you know, like they always have like that for a steady source of income. So it, it, it kind of depends, you know? Yeah. There's so many different avenues. Now. I think the one thing that's cool with COVID, you know, obviously it's a terrible, terrible, I'm not saying COVID's cool, but just um, shit rocks, brother. <laughs> I'm having a blast. Uh, I think it, it did allow people to hit the reset button as far as like you were saying it's it is easy to get burned out on touring or even playing locally if you're a, a band you're, you're captain booze from baton rouge all four of us live in different states oh fuck okay so that makes it even harder so you can only play when you're touring or at least doing a string of dates yeah so yeah that so makes we it- haven't played in a year like we haven't even practiced since yeah we haven't practiced since march last year yeah. So how are you keeping busy with the music? Are you like all doing stuff remotely? Yeah. Uh, we just kind of go into our interfaces, demo things up, then get it like really sorted, tabbed out. And then like, you know, yo, this is what we actually want to do. This is the final song. And we record it out and then, you know, learn the song to meet up, get all of our video content together. And like, we're going to do a uh, next week. Actually, uh, I'm going to Austin gonna do with some uh we're gonna do like all of our album and like live videos and get some like content that we can post for a couple of months you know and just kind of do it like that content's tough right now. it's hard yeah I yeah i spend too much time on one thing and then i post it and i'm like what do i do now i have to start over <laughs> it's it's forgotten i mean in this this age of like rapid fire shit all the yeah. time it's so hard to like keep pumping stuff out that's for sure yeah yeah i mean i was like like for like you were talking about like touring too kind of and like i mean it kind of played for sauce in our hands like we barely toured to begin with because we all work full time and so like like how joe said it was like the reset button it literally was because just like now we are kind of on like an equal playing field with almost every other band now because no one can tour. So it's like, yeah, it kind of played into, you know, our hands like, hey, we can like make some more shit than like we're used to. Like we because we work all the time. Now we're home all the time. And we ended up we did end up recording like an album. So like we have it's almost done, but like awesome. don't know when I'm when, I don't know when it's gonna come out, but like yeah. we recorded with uh with Big Adam at oh, the boy. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's um, awesome studio. Yeah. I miss Adam. And Bowser. I miss the dog too, Bowser. Yeah, Bowser still kicking. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have accrued yeah. some uh some vacation time we should we should do like a northeast run <laughs> yeah uh, that's what i'm hoping for is if i can carry over vacation next year i'm mm-hmm. totally down although like i'm trying to figure out like when we can all go together as a band because that's where it gets tricky i know when i could go it's just you know yeah. <laughs> with the other guys it's like that's when it gets fucked but <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> let's hope fingers crossed 
Yeah, it's hard to, <laughs> hard to balance everything. Um, but if if Cat Bamboo comes up north, we can at least help with some shows for sure. So yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be super tight. Even to like slam a weekender or like all whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is uh, it is interesting that like it was this was like the test of like all right, who's actually making music for the sake of doing it and like who can like still make things now with this like new playing field um i think you know i i'm a cynical i'm very cynical and like you know jaded i'm too fucking old so like i i'm sad the music industry took a hit i am um i think there's a lot of nepotism with booking agents and like certain circles and music scenes and it's something that always conflicted me because it's like you're gonna work with people you know and that you like and you know will do a good job for you but i feel like for other bands it's so hard to break into those things sometimes you have to really prove your worth and more and you have to like prove like that you can give these promoters what you want or like booking agents what what they want from you so i don't know yeah yeah you lose that like that metric not to sound corporate but like the the metric of like draws and, and playing shows especially like if that's the main because of course that's the main source of income in the industry is for a band at least is the tour and merch and all that shit and now it's shifted to streaming and you know still merch but like you know you're not selling it proactively at shows and stuff but it's like yeah for sure it's like it, it, the industry is totally going to change and it has changed pretty much from this i mean like even like geographic local scenes like that's not gonna like maybe there will be an uptick in shows like you know this but like i feel like the local scene is just now like the centralized like internet like most people are doing like discord stuff and it's like that's what it is it's like that's what's going to become i think covid like was the nail in the coffin for that where it's like now we're all online now what so everybody moved to the internet and that's what it is it's like i i mean i hoped like when it all ends i'm sure it'll happen though like we have a ton of shows and like some geographic scenes that may have been like dying from it now have like an uptick like north jersey doesn't have like much like compared to central and south right so it's like my hope is that like people start playing more shows in the north part of new jersey and that would be really sick so hopefully that happens again but yeah, the internet like is the the warlord of like everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like its own zip code. I, yeah, go on. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's it's gonna be kind of like COVID's gonna be kind of like a forest fire. It, like sucks for now, but like the new growth that's gonna come behind it's gonna be great. Like mm-hmm. people are never gonna stop making music. People are never gonna stop feeling sad and feeling anxious and feeling angry or happy or whatever it is that makes them make music. And so. <laughs> Less venues. I know it's gonna suck in the immediate time, but I definitely see like things coming back. Like, you know, like maybe on the artist side of things, it might suck as far as getting paid. You might not get as high as guarantees because people are gonna be trying to feel things out coming back into the new normal. But I definitely like. I mean, I'm I'm already starting to look forward to like booking shows now. Like, you know, we're not like setting anything in stone. Like, oh yeah, no matter what, we're booking this. But as things are looking better, like we're doing some like shows out. Europe, we have some festivals, so we're trying to, you know, book around them in case the festivals are still going on and stuff. So, yeah, you never know; it's a risk, but 
I mean, yeah, eventually you have to pull the trigger, right? There's, there's yeah. I think there's always going to be at least one person who's like, you shouldn't play any shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm going to wait till like, there's like a hefty amount of people inoculated. Uh, I think because I, I was looking at the CDC guidelines they released either yesterday or the day before. They were saying that people who were vaccinated, sorry, my dog's having a mosh pit bed, right? Um, people who are uh, inoculated can uh, be in the same uh, the same building together, no social distancing, no mask, and they should be okay. Yeah. That's crazy. So that means, like, potentially, you know, shows to at least, like, I know Texas and Mississippi. I live in Louisiana, by the way, so I'm right in between these two dumbass states that just, like, completely lifted their mask mandates and are open 100% now. But um, That's nuts. Yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I hope things come back more responsibly than that. And I, I imagine they would. So, you know, the UK was saying something about uh, like everything should be fully reopened by like uh, late June, I think. So we'll see. I'm not being super optimistic. I don't want to get my hopes up and have them shattered again for like yeah. the third time. Yeah. But, Wild. I think you're right, though, that when it shows do open, some people are going to just be really excited off the bat. Like it could. I could see it going where some people are skeptical, but the people that are there are like fucking there, like just yeah. so so stoked about it. Yeah. There's gonna be making out with each other in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, giant just, orgy, just blowing on each other. Consensually, <laughs> consensually. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Of course. Consensually, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kai, how are shows down by you in uh, Baton Rouge? Um. So we don't have very many live, like local venues. Actually, there's never more than two at a time, and then like one like medium sized venue, and then all like the pop venues. But our under like our um, our house party scene is pretty dope. Like uh, we did we did some. Uh, I like throw house parties here all the time. We can get like three hundred people at a house party. We throw keggers like they're like very like like mosh pity like crowd surfy yeah, like yeah. everyone's real respectful too so you know like we let all the neighbors know beforehand they'll usually come out it's it's lsu is a party a party college and it's I live a mile from lsu so it's like you know everyone's kind of ready for you know crazy shit to, to ensue over here so baton yeah. rouge it's funny because we don't really play here because we don't really have fans here we have enough people here who know who we are to be like, yo, Catman Boo's playing. So we have like that, like, they're like, oh shit, that like exciting band's playing kind of like thing. So people come just to get drunk. Oh, that guy that buys everyone beer that likes to jump around and like mosh the whole time. Hell yeah, I'm coming to that. <laughs> so it's one of those kind of things. Whereas they won't stream your music at all. <laughs> oh yeah, that's how uh, I live in a college. I live in New Brunswick, which is like where Rutgers is. And uh, it's like basement shows. Like, and there's like a, legacy and history here of bands coming up but it's interesting because people will come to listen to music and have a good time and support it in some ways but it's mostly to have a good time like you can play a sixth show and like not like everything's always gauged by online interactions but it's like the next day it's like no one is saying anything about the show yeah (laughs) but but you had a good time like you know it's about having fun i i I get it that sounds so crazy to me basement shows like i've never been to it well i've been to the only basement shows that i've been to have been in japan we played a couple in japan but like basement shows like 
basements are so weird to me. Like it's so wet here. We're below yeah. sea level. Like we don't have basements here. Yeah. Yeah. Florida too, I think. And I guess anything on the Gulf yeah. Coast for the most part, they don't have basements. It just seems so crazy, like a basement show. Like I mean, it's not, yeah, like, it's not glamorous. <laughs> They're dingy and rat infested, and there's a laundry machine. It's not like a sick, you know. It's, it's yeah, like, what's this sound yeah, like? like? A mom, it's it's pretty bad. But like, I mean, it's <laughs> all for like bounds. Yeah, but well, sometimes you also have like someone's mom like cooking steak and like you know the kitchen, which actually has happened. The first basement show we ever played as a band was like in I think it was in Union, like super. This is like when we first started, I think, as a band, and uh, very tightly packed, and the staircase was like like very tight to get through and then like someone's mom was like cooking like a steak and like you have to you know it's very punk rock and like you have to go there i i mean like it was okay the show but like it was just such a fucking funny phenomenon yeah (laughs) parental advisory (laughs) (laughs) it's nice they're supportive at least yeah Um, right i played a show once and it was it's actually like a kind of bigger emo band now but i don't want to say their name and possibly embarrass them but it was like someone's like they were like really young at the time and i i even remember seeing them at that point i'm like oh they're good um and uh there was like a, it was someone's birthday and the mom made a cake with a drum set on it and it was like the last show at their house and they're all going away to college next year it was like wholesome that's so sick yeah it was awesome. new brunswick's different story new brunswick can be shady we had a practice space in uh, one of the old bands I played and we had a practice space and like people just broke in and stole our PA head. Like it, it's tough. Cops ca- get called on a bit. Um, yeah. In New Brunswick know. all the time. Like, yeah. It's like crazy. Well, if you have people like smoking in front of, I, I miss this now talking about like the shitty things about shows. I'm still so far removed from shows that I miss it right now. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, people smoking in front and pe- then like people would call the cops or if music goes late, but one time cops came because sometimes they give you tickets for like 200 bucks for like noise ordinance and shit. But one time cops came down and uh, Basu Deva was playing. And this is maybe like oh, nice. five or six years ago. And uh, the cops were like, you guys are pretty good. When I, when I was in college, uh, we used to like go see Thursday in basements. <laughs> <That's so laughs> like in New Brunswick. And they're like, we're not going to give you a ticket, but you got to stop. And we're like, uh, okay, the cops were nice. All right. All right. <laughs> New cops um, are cool A-cab? here. <laughs> like, cool. I don't want to say they're cool. They're just, I've never had issues with cops at house shows here. Like, they'll definitely be like, hey, like, we actually have never even had, maybe like once or twice have cops tell us to like stop the show. But it's not until after they've come over like three or four times. They're like, okay, yeah, like, you guys got to actually stop now. Yeah, that's so. pretty nice. That's actually pretty forgiving of them to come back three yeah. or four times. Yeah. It's like the room, just like like weed smoke hits them in the face, and the door opens up. We're all just like, uh, uh, uh. sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's dope. I wait. Weed's legal where you guys are, right? Yeah, technically. Yeah. Well, technically. it's legal. <laughs> it's like the the way it's taxed actually goes to like law enforcement and the criminal justice. So like, it's like. Am I? Do I really, you know, want to invest? <laughs> it's corporate. It's very corporate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> New Jersey is going to make some money off of it. Um, I, I had a medical card. I let I, it expired, and I didn't renew it because it was like, so it was like four hundred for an ounce sometimes, and like 
Uh, it was just it was a lot of money. So um, uh, they're they're gonna let it. I don't know. It's gonna. I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't know. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you could smoke outside, maybe. Like, cause in Denver, it's super. If you go to the Pacific Northwest or Denver, anywhere out there where it's like mostly like goofy white people, it's very like fucking carefree. Like, ah, oh, yeah, just yeah. Tre- treat it like a controlled sub a substance, right? Where it's like keep it in a container. But here, like, I'm sure if you're at a bar and you smoke in a, sh- a street, it might be okay. But I don't know. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's nowhere near legal down there, right? No, no, not even close, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Louisiana's just, in, well, medicinal marijuana just became legal here, but like, Louisiana is just so different from the rest of the South. Like, I can't explain it. It's just like, like, we just, like, we pretend like we care. We have all these like far right politics. People just don't give a shit. Like it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, just want to be left alone. I I guess. I think it's like having New Orleans being just like such a big gay city. Like people can't like you can't deny like that's our best city. That's our number one city. It's our only city that people even know of. So like you you can't you can't deny people like any rights here. Like. Yeah. 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 Hopefully we get back to the gig soon and uh, smoking pot or doing whatever, having fun, you know. Um, so, you know, let's uh, because both of your bands have got are like you know, you're both really good at like promoting and stuff. But how taxing is it on your sanity <laughs> at times? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, um, you want to go first? It's like a second uh, job. Mean- it, I, mean, <laughs> I to be honest in the last year and a half i kind of stopped yeah I yeah mean, like, i gave up the last like year and a half two years yeah i i i, I, I don't do it much. like i mean like maybe like obviously like, i'm gonna promote something like you know we're releasing something sure or, of like, course. we're releasing merch you know the bare minimum now but like like facebook i've kind of like given up on i hate i hate being on facebook completely I think it fucking sucks. I mean, like, I just rather rot on Twitter, and that is kind of like <laughs> where I'm at. And but like, like I just make joke posts on like Facebook and be like, the sauce, the band still exists, and it's not even that good of a joke. I'm just like, is there anyone there? Here's here's my here's my uh um my Twitter farm type of post. You know, I'm trying to get those likes. Just say that we exist. Yeah. Um, good good morning. Say it back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my favorite. Um, yeah, exactly. But like, like on tw- like on instant Twitter, I'm just kind of like just goofing around. But what's interesting is now is that on Twitter and probably half of Insta, they people set sauce as an individual personality more than a band, and that's where things are kind of like getting tricky. Yeah, and. And while Facebook, everybody knows that Sauce is a band. And then half of Instant knows, like, oh, yeah, Sauce is a band. But, yeah. like... To some people, like Sauce I'm... is you. Because it, it's it's hard. Because you, you want to inject your personality into a brand. I mean, this yeah. is, I sound like a fucking corporate seller right now. But, like, <laughs> that's how people identify to it. That's why when Wendy's is like, oh, we're clapping back. Like, and like talking about Taking Back yeah. Sunday. Everyone loses their goddamn mind. And they're like... Silence brands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's literally that though like 
like I don't like I stop caring about like you know engage I mean like I care about like getting my music out there no question but like you know going for engagement I don't want to like end up like I don't want to like you know be, break hearts here but like I don't want to be like an insta guitarist or youtube guitarist where it's just like you know I'm making like if you can recognize the song you have to like this video and it's like <laughs> like I want to do that and so like um I just rather you know if I have something to post it's just authentic self and people will identify with whatever I have to say if you know yeah I'm being a goofy boy <laughs> so, you're like, being you yeah yeah exactly so i, I mean like i i still like posting riffs and shit that's that's no question you should that's what you do man yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. sorry i called yeah. you both the guitar guys at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> i like to apologize for that i let it fly i thought it was funny <laughs> but uh I well, feel, well go on kai sorry yeah i i kind of feel the same way as adam especially with like the whole like instagram guitar thing like not only is that just way too much work that i just don't want to do it's just also kind of like i don't know it's kind of like one of those weird stereotypes that you like once you fall into it like like no matter how cool the person is themselves they kind of just like you kind of get lost into it it becomes this whole like personality thing and it's just like i'm just here to make music like i'm like i'm not trying to like i don't know like, yeah, I want recognition and all those things. Like, I actually purposely on my personal, like, um, like social media, like, purposefully post at the worst times for me to post because I'm not like, I don't really care about people seeing my shit. Like, it's more like, like a diary of my, like, thoughts and ideas than it is like me trying to get famous. With the band, it's kind of different because it's like, yeah, we're all doing this. We kind of need some money. <laughs> like, you know. I'm I'm just trying to get better on my own end. So like I I, I definitely respect that Adam. Like I, I see that same kind of like that kind of viewpoint. Like it's yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like and also it's the like, internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's also like I got away from Facebook and more towards like Twitter because Twitter was more of like uh <laughs> I guess I don't know, leftist echo chamber for me. <laughs> so like I just started like just chilling there while Facebook like there's too many like right wingers and centrists that like really like peeve me the wrong. Not to get like super political on the pod, yeah. but like it's toxic. You know, yeah. yeah, it's so bad, dude. Like I couldn't take it anymore. And then like like based on like all the friends that I've added that who well, I don't know ninety percent of them, like in real life, they're all like, you know, like gear nerds and like and like, you know, they like all this shit and like uh, here's a video of me playing in eleven seventeen time, and then people are like, "That was eleven sixteen. You did it all wrong." And it's like, I I, I had to get all. I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, "This fuck. I don't feel like going through deleting people. I'm just gonna delete the apps." <laughs> I'm like, I like, couldn't take it anymore. Like, so I mean, like, yeah, maybe I'm, you know, in a bubble and like the other social media and still rotting my brain, but. I'd rather just not be on Facebook anymore. So. I don't blame you, brother. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, Twitter Twitter is fun. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I'm on all of it for sure, but I, I agree with what you're saying, Kai. Like, I, just post whenever because who cares? Like, it's on your personal, you know? If I, I truly believe, and I don't know if I'm always right on this, but like, if you're making good stuff, 
it's going to organically spread enough. Like, set yourself up to, like, kickstart anything. You know, like, set yourself up to, for the most optimal, optimal outcome of whatever you're doing. But, like, if it's good, it's fucking good. People, like, yeah. will come to me sometimes, like, why are we getting this? Or why are we not on this? Or, and I'm like, yo, if, if you're doing something good and people are, like, gravitating to it, like, if it's good, it's good. Play the guitar. Like, work on what you do. You know, that's what comes first. It's not about fucking memes. Like, yeah, they're fun. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's tricky. Guitar is kind of a meme, honestly, like a meme of an instrument. <laughs> that was a very meta thing to say. And I'm trying to wrap my head yeah. around. So I need you to elaborate. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like all the time, like, like our music is getting more and more complicated and it's, it's, way harder to play it's fun it's like it's not just complicated it's like it's good music it's getting more complicated because it's more fleshed out it's more thought out but at the end of the day like no matter like how much better for guitarists i feel like i am i'm just kind of like bro i play guitar like i don't know what it is it's just like at the end of the day it's like i don't really play an instrument like i don't feel like i don't feel like some like i don't know when i think of instrument instrumentalist i think of like these crazy fucking just insane like musicians and i think of like what i do like we practically just do like now like thinking of our new records practically just like pop music with like a prog twist you know what i mean like a little bit of like math rock here and there a little bit of this a little bit of that so it's kind of i don't know well it's weird i don't <laughs> guitar is like when I see people play drums and I see people play piano and I see people play like like classical instruments, you know, like concert instruments, or I'm just like, holy shit. Now that I don't get that from guitar, like obvious, but it's like the average like level for like professional and those other instruments and then it is for guitar. It's kind of just like it kind of feels like like I'm like not that I'm saying like mumble rappers or anything, don't don't have any skill but it kind of feels like i'm like the mumble rapper of the musicians you know what i mean like i disagree i can get away with a little bit more than what other people can who are instrumentalists you know well yeah well with bands it's not always about the sickest chops or like the most technical it's about like your your writing and like your personality that you put into the music and like the way it connects with people right yeah that's that's what counts ultimately because like if people wanted the most technical like jack off stuff they'd listen to like dream theater or whatever and be like oh my god the time signatures <laughs> I, i've had people ask me after um invalid sets like how do you count all the because it's like really mathy shit and the, they were, they'll be like how do you count all that stuff and it's like i don't what do you i'm not what I'm, <laughs> at all <laughs> yeah i'm playing it's phrases you break it up in the phrases not like yeah i don't know i'm not going one six seven like i don't know <laughs> yeah that's kind of why i like me personally, like, I was, you know, I don't really, not, I, I don't know, like, when I started out with Sauce, like, I labeled it as math rock, like, I just didn't know what to label it when I started out, like, this is whatever, I'll just put a genre on it, but, like, I never felt, like, super connected to, like, you know, that genre, like, being in the genre, like, I like the bands, I like some of the bands that are in the genre that's fine i play with those bands but like i'm not doing anything like super technical or whatever like people think math rock is but like math rock is more about like the energy and the personality to it but i think it's becoming more and same thing with prog music 
is like sterile. It's it's sterile and and technic. It's like overly technical. It's like people think that's what it has to be. When like yeah, math rock it's technical, but like like with invalid, I hear like like passionate energy through the music. Like I I there's shit that I can bop my head to and I can identify with and like you know. No, I'm saying they are super technical, but like it's catchy. I like yeah. it. And it's not like it's not like super like, you know, over my head. But I think like people getting into like these genres are like looking at the wrong way where it's like I have to be technical to do this. Like I have to be overly technical to do. It. And that's not really the case. It's just like the technicality can come afterwards from the actual, like, you know, energy and messaging from the music. Like, you build from there. That's how I see it personally. But, like, if you disagree, that's fine. I, I, don't know. Well, I agree, I like agree with that. Like, structure comes first, and then you build upon, like, the foundation that you started. You know? right. Like, you, you can't just go in, like, all right, we're just going to go 100%. Like, you know, that's, that's what gets me about certain genres of metal that are just so balls to the wall. It's like, can you just stop blast beating for a second? Just give me like some <laughs> like, like, I definitely know what you mean with that. Yeah, I'm not like, even looking at it for like a technicality aspect. It almost just feels like if, if like we were like, like painting something right now, it feels like playing guitar, you just give you a crayon. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's something about like, just how like, personal you can make a guitar it's just different and it just doesn't feel very like it feels very like untethered from the music world like i can't explain to me that's interesting yeah Yeah. i mean i you could think it like i don't know my old band teacher said this to me like think of your instrument as like an extension of your body right so Mm -hmm. like if you just connect with it on like that level then like what you channel through it you know not to be like too like cerebral or whatever but like I think it's important. I think you got to write to serve the song and not to just be like, oh, seven, six, twelve, like, you know. So I, I honestly, I mean, I love punk music. Like, I like a lot of math rock bands, but I, it's not like always what I want to listen to for the reasons that both of you kind of were just saying. Like, you know, it's just, it has to be accessible to people, people, for me, like, it has to be accessible for me to like it, you know? Right. Yeah, and I I totally agree with that, and that's like, you know, that's that's why like for Sauce, like our new album, it's more like we just wrote music that like we personally enjoy. Like, let's say video game music. Obviously, video game music can get really crazy, but like, there's a structure and personality and very accessible sound to it. Yeah, and like that's what we were striving for. It's just like, that's how it turned out. And like, we were super proud of what we, um, and like people have given us weird comments about like, you know, being, you know, an instrumental band, you have to like, I I want more shreds. I want more, uh, taps and technical stuff. It's like, I'm like, I barely like do that. I have one solo on the entire album (laughs) that like, I'm really proud of, but like, that's it. Like I hate soloing in general. I also hate soloing, yeah. which is so funny. Cause we're instrumental bands. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's some solos yeah. in cat bamboo though, at least on the EP. I was listening to both your guys, like discographies today. 
you you do like shred at times. We do, but it's always because like at first it kind of felt like we had to, like it, like kind of like Adam was saying, like people were just like, oh, I want this, I want that. It's like fuck, man. Like at, like starting off, you kind of want to like cater to your like I at least wanted to like cater to our fan base and try to like you know what I mean, like uh, give them what they want, keep them excited, keep them going. Now I'm more comfortable being like, hey, we're just gonna make music that works for us. On this record, there's a lot of solos. I'm actually looking at this list of all our one, two, three, five, six, seven solos in our new record. And none of them are ours. Like we just straight up we're like, we're gonna write these songs, we're gonna get some like some homies to feature and like we'll play some of the solos live or whatever, but we're not like they're they're short. They're like ten seconds, like fifteen seconds. But sprinkle it in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just here's a here's a lick. Here's some cool riffs. Like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of solos anymore, which is I love listening to them, but I don't really like them in my song. Oh, the biggest complaint I think I've gotten actually, because I mentioned that. So before we released the the Creature Garden remix, um, mentioned next song's gonna have vocals. By the way, yeah. Oh, thank you. (laughs) As is yours. I'm gonna say so. It's a Curtis amazing vocalist always 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 delivers Um, kurt yeah (laughs) but um garden is a good friend of the band he was actually a fan of like before i even knew like that he was like i i had generally no clue this all happened like in the last year um i just found out and then we just like hit it off and we're like you know let's make something together let me like remix one of the songs and that's how it came out um, but like when we were teasing it, some people were like, please don't like add vocals to any of your songs. And like, please don't like <laughs> the we, one guy made a comment where it was like, oh, yeah, I, I like listening to instrumental albums and maybe sometimes crap albums. Like, so any crap. So anything with vocals is a crap album <laughs> to you. That's a very a weird, big, weird take. Big hill to die on. Yeah, to say that um, the majority of music, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, <what>? exactly. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and so I was just like, you know, fuck this, and that's why I deleted Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna um, be haters. There's fair. always yeah. There's someone oh, who's always yeah. gonna have a stupid opinion. Always like, of course, pay and no like, mind. Exactly. I need to get and on I Twitter. Mean, apparently, bro. Yo, Twitter is fun. Yeah. It is. Yeah, Twitter is fun. Yeah, Joe just. You know, he always well. He used to he used to retweet like Ian Fidance videos, and, that, and then I was just <laughs> so I was like, I love, <laughs> yeah. I use it to keep like follow all the comedians I like pretty much. So, <laughs> it's weird because I'm I'm in a couple bands and I do choke artists, so I have like five Twitter accounts. So I feel like I'm splitting my personality. No, no one in an ang- in angles does anything for online. No one does in an angles does anything online. They don't know how to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah so it's like i'm like i'll tweet like once every like two months like uh oh, we're gonna record soon or whatever but yeah it's i don't know it's stupid that's what i mean yeah, sure. yeah exactly and like i was gonna say that um like for future and who knows how many fans will be mad i don't really care um i mean the goal is that we're gonna have a full album that's all like vocal features and i'm doing stuff for that i've always wanted to do with vocalists a different project 
Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, what I wanted to interview you about. Yeah, yeah, talk about it. Talk how much of it is under wraps. Also, are you calling uh, it Mashradamus, dude? Please don't. We don't. That's working title. Don't, don't. Working don't, titles always don't. end up. Cat Bamboo was a working title. <laughs> You're Mashradamus now. Yeah. Well. Okay. So. Well, Mr. we should Green, t- tell the listeners. Yeah, Anthony Green. You're doing a collaboration of some sort with Anthony Green. Yeah. yeah. So. To all the doubters who said that wasn't going to happen, because I know there was a bunch, it's happening. Um, but we, so it's funny. So the history is like, we, and we like started out as a band like 2017, released Saucy P December of that year. Second practice as a band, we decided to take a few videos and then like promote them. And like, we just one shot practicing completely raw one take. Um, we promoted that vid. Anthony saw the vid, and he's like, "This is sick." I thought it was fake. Like I couldn't. It was on Facebook. I thought it was like a fake account, but it was like literally it was Anthony <laughs> on the thing. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And like I met him at a show, and he's like, "Oh, you're the sauce guy." I was that's like, "Nuts." That that's weird as hell. So fast forward to 2019, I go to a Sound of Animals fighting show. I meet him there. I give him a demo CD that, like, because we had discussed, like, hey, I'm going to give you demos for this. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, give it to me. And, like, he doesn't do anything with them. Um, fast forward to 2021, he's like, I'm, I'm done with a bunch of shit. I have more free time because I'm not poor. Um, I DM him. He's like, you know, I'm like, here's my number. Let's actually do the things like we wanted to do. And like the demos I sent you before, I have like better ideas for what we can do. Like not even going to do like Anthony Green sauce. Like we don't want it to be like that at all. So like we, we were going in like a very pop, like hyper pop kind of direction. one One of the songs is so fucking, it's like the best song like I've ever I'm producing most of the stuff, like 90% of the stuff is me producing it. And then I have a couple of friends helping, but like, it's like one of the, like, like my favorite things I've ever made. And like the vocals take he sent me was like real. Like I, I like couldn't believe like this shit. Like this is a pop star. This is an emo guy turned pop star. Like right now. I was like, so hyped. I was like, I couldn't believe this. dude. But, um, yeah, we're working on it. I'm supposed to see him tomorrow, hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we live we live pretty not too close, but like he lives in uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, um, it's doable. Yeah, so he's not. Yeah, it's not too far. Yeah. Bucks County. Um, yeah. but like he's uh, yeah, he's been really excited about this, and we both like talk about how like this was like a lot of a long time in the making like three years in the making but had we done it like any point sooner i don't think it would have been as good as it is now like we both grew in different ways like i grew in a sense of like the type of music that i was getting into now is like what i'm the type of music he wants to do is what i make and it's like we're not going to do like, you know, an emo revivalist shit or like anything like that. It's just like, we're going to do something different that we haven't done before. And like, 
he's been sending it to like a lot of people and like they're all into it. His wife is into it. Which yeah. is good. So, like, That's a good so, sign. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so like there's a lot of cool shit that's going to happen with it. I can't, there's nothing confirmed with a yeah. lot of it, but we're yeah. trying to get like pretty big features for a couple of the songs. And like, Oh, uh, did like, you just hit my people up, man? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might, <laughs> but um, like, we're trying to get like new blood and like, you know, old blood, like, that yeah. Anthony knows not like old that they're like oh the grandpa so, no but you know so the, like, older, the generation that inspired us right like right exactly yeah. yeah so you know there's a lot happening with it I'm so like stoked about like it's just like the chemistry is so there um it's something that I've missed for a long time not saying like I don't have any chemistry with the sauce guys whatsoever it's just we haven't practiced together in a year like yeah. We had we filmed one video together and and was in the studio at separate points, and it's like now I'm making music on a fifty fifty tandem and it's like to the moon. <laughs> so like I'm like I'm so stoked that I'm making like different music than what I'm accustomed to, but like in a good, uh, very non formulaic way, and like just putting a heart and soul into it. Um, just living off of like the momentum that we have it's just like kind of keeping me going so like yeah. i can't wait to like release the first song for it hopefully very soon i'm i'm hoping in april later oh sick maybe. oh like, that's awesome that, Good. yeah that, i'm glad it's that's soon. the goal it's yeah. funny because i i did want to ask both of you where you're pushing your music like what direction and with sauce i mean it's definitely more in the <laughs> hyper pop video game type of direction even like the single the, the newest single um that you had drip drip through the art for right uh yeah, drip yeah she, great. she's rock she rocks um but it gave me like sonic 2 vibes and then the ending gave me like paper mario vibes like <laughs> yeah that was all cubby and he's dope too i love that guy but that was cool because like we were on the same vinyl label with circuit board records and uh yeah yeah wait we just connected through that oh they did that uh oh that was a collaboration right like the yeah 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 that's yeah. tight yeah man. yeah it was fun i, yeah. I had a blast doing that yeah so and i i know that you will often like try to write to the song like i've seen you tweet about it like what like the stuff you wrote for 100 gex or whatever mm -hmm. to, you wrote you write to serve this song usually and those are those are people you met through twitter too right like being a fan and doing covers yeah i did cover of it now i'm known as 100 gex and blade guitar Gun. Yeah, for some people, which is fine, whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but yeah, I did a cover of Hand Crush, and Laura and Dylan were like super hyped about it. Like they were like, you know, no one did a guitar cover of a Gex song like that before. Um, and I had just come back from like tour and recording two singles for Sauce. Um. And I was kind of like feeling like unfulfilled about, you know, some things musically where it's like, I'm kind of stuck. So I started covering like those types of songs and like, I enjoy it. I love the music and it just kind of get, went from there. I mean, like I ended up doing that and now I like, I'm doing a lot of guitar work. So that's another thing. Like I have a ton of guitar work and loop work for like those kinds of 
artists and that's great it's, yeah it's nice i like doing it like it's it, it's eight to 16 bars and it's like yeah luke i get to do whatever the fuck i want that's like yeah. it's like the best part yeah ever. So, um, the rules. i'm so I'm, I'm super grateful about like all of that definitely a life-changing experience for that i think it was like one of the most surprising and cool things that like i could have ever been a part of and like I it's, it's cool how you <laughs> it's cool how you fell into it but i mean you you made those windows open by putting all the content out you know and for putting sure. yourself out there yeah mm-hmm. so i'm yeah, so i'm fun. stoked to hear the new soft stuff kai how about the new uh, cat bamboo stuff um i want to first say that like actually adam is who introduced me to 100 gex so thank you for that one like uh <laughs> and i should also just go ahead and say that like when it comes down to like content making content and like learning the game like i was so far away from the game like i like discovered math rock like maybe like five or six months before like i started cat bamboo like i was already making this like weird music and i didn't know what it was and it's kind of like what was in my head so like i, I definitely like had sauce as like an example of like because you know we kind of took off 2017 we both had i think we put our first thing out like november 2017 so like like a month before you you know what i mean so it was like it was really close in time i was like how do i do this how do i keep this up you know and so getting on that new cat bamboo though our stuff is leaning man i don't know i we we, we have practically like a whole new band like um brandon it's still brandon plays half the drums on the record and you have joel tricot plays uh the other half of the drums on the record and they are both amazing drummers with very very different styles different backgrounds so it really like half the record is kind of like sophisticated like it's kind of like like you know straight four four and we're just trying to like really really like get to the grooves and like the the fun stuff and then the other half of it is kind of us like uh trying to push a little bit like get get that kind of like math rocky prog rocky feel a couple different time signature tempo switches but they're done tastefully like one's a kind of like a flamenco-y metal vibe we have like uh david levy from unprocessed is playing bass on that song we got charlie robbins playing solo on there so that one's that one's really fun uh you know it's definitely different it's the reason we decided to make it our debut album, aside from the fact that it was enough songs to be one, is because it it feels like it's a like the biggest glow up we've had so far. Like we really kind of pushed ourselves to a different era on top of it, a lot of features on it. The people that I've met through touring and online and like it's kind of funny like I you're talking about how you met uh Anthony Green is kind of similar to how I met Kurt, is just, you know, well, it wasn't so much online for us, but one of our friends online met Kurt. He's uh, one of his tour managers. And he told us he played our music. Kurt, Kurt's like, "Oh, I like this." Well, we end up one day playing with uh, we end up playing with Kurt and Macari, someone else. And Kurt, you know, Kurt just met, you know, I was like, "Oh, you're the guy from Cat Bamboo." We drank a little bit. It took two years for us to put that song together. You know, like we were like, "Yeah, let's do this," and it's like. You know, things happen. You have to like plan it. So we're happy we got to do that. So it's sick. I feel. I feel like it. Uh, as someone who wished that like eternally forever 
still kept going. Like hearing him sing on like an instrumental, like with like a similar vibe was like very, very cool to hear. So I'm glad that like collab happened. And Kurt's such a fucking nice guy. Dude. He really is, man. Like, genuine, just genuine, nice, wants to do the best and like the most for everyone. Like really cool. He, he does. I was on the phone with him earlier today. I, I love that guy so much. You got to put this music video out. Like we've been waiting on this PR agency because we did everything late. Because I, I I suck at this. Our management is so much better at this like band thing than I am. But like sometimes I just want to be an artist, and so I'm just like ah. <laughs> and then other times I'm like I can't do that. Like I have to. Whatever you know, works for you. Right. Like there's no there's no right or wrong answer. It's like whatever works best for you. You know. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of people in the band and like, you know, like we finally have like a full band that we're like, everyone's dedicated to doing like the live thing and uh, in the studio, like everyone's fully dedicated to the band. A lot of times we always do that temporary, like, yeah, you know, I can help you out to this point, you know. So we, we finally got everything locked down now. So it's different. Like, it's kind of weird because it feels like we're starting from the beginning, even though we're four years deep now. Yeah. Yeah, we have a following at least. So hopefully, when shows come around, like you'll have good turnouts and play some good gigs and all that. You know, hey, that's. I mean, that also kind of like pairs in with what I mean about like the new record. We are starting off new. Colin coming, Colin Smith, that guy. You need to watch out for that guy. Yeah, he's he's honestly the best guitar player I've seen like in person, and that's that's saying a lot. Like I don't, I don't mean that to like pump up his head like that guy is like scary good and no one knows who he is it's crazy because he like doesn't like to post online and you know what i mean like yeah like you were saying earlier like if you if you're really good you really put the work in like you don't like it's gonna pop up eventually and i think that colin's work is gonna shine through enough you know through my own work and through the work of francisco and everyone else in the band to where he's gonna like you know get himself somewhere even if it's not here i hope it's here but yeah cool man adam you're still just diy just it's all you right yeah um for sauce it's pretty much i i do all the management shit so i'm reaching a point where it's like i kind of don't want to do it too much longer because like i'm fucking you know killing myself over it sometimes but like now i'm kind of like just laying low with it for a little bit while we're waiting like mixes to come back um yeah but like we do like we do a lot of like diy stuff i mean like i mostly do all like the merch and online presence and whatnot and like my bandmates are trying to get like better at the whole online thing and like i understand like it's not their cup of tea um but they do their best and i can't blame them for that they're always busy so um <laughs> That's fine. But like for me and Anthony's project, I mean, that will definitely have like other get people picked. involved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that I'm kind of like, you know, I'm a little scared about it because like the material's really good and like I don't want to like botch it. <laughs> and like, and Anthony's like, you know, this is 50 50. Like, like that's what it's supposed to be. And like, I don't want like us to get screwed about. And like, I appreciate that. And like, that's my hope. I don't want to get screwed out of like anything. And like, you know, cause it has like a lot of potential. And if it gets into 
someone's hands. I don't want it to be like, you know, totally messed with. And like, cause yeah. like, that's always know, stupid like, when labels yeah. take creative control. I don't, I never understood yeah. that. It's like, why would you change something that you liked <laughs> in the first place as it was, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's weird. It's like living like a, like a double life musically. Like I'm not too much like exposed to that world yet. And, but no. now I'm getting a glimpse and it's, it's whack. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> such a weird, it's such a weird world. And like, I've had my, you know, my dealings with like, you know, labels and stuff like, yeah, you know, getting paid for like feature work and whatnot. But like, this is a whole different like ball game of like, um, just actually being the artist in it, like being in the thick of it. It's going to be so weird. And like, I'm not ready for it. Whatsoever. <laughs> like, I, like it's, I'm just from a simple instrumental band that was making decent music so, you know like it, it's such a change of pace but like I, I welcome it i can't wait to like that so i hope you dye your hair blonde and like start wearing track suits and shit oh, like bands. Oh, <laughs> well anthony dyed his hair blonde so maybe I, i'll be copying him oh never mind you can't go blonde <laughs> No, there's some good yeah. in it, man. Like the output is bigger. It's a bigger machine, so they can put more on the more people. Like it's not all bad, you know. No, of course. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, um, you know, labels banned. Well, like, yeah, there's that's some, me. Like, that's my take. But yeah, like, well, yeah, I mean, like, of course, like, la- there's some shitty things about labels that you know that need work. I totally agree with that, and that's where I think labels bad. But I obviously think like labels can help you and they can do whatever but like uh, for the most part it's like i love i enjoy doing independent management of my band i like having us being in complete creative control over everything and like you know and i trust like my team my team is my band it's adam um at timber um and then like you know, a few artist friends that help out with like additional production, stuff like that. And it's like, you know, expanding that team, I get like hesitant, you know, it's just like, I don't want to, you know, break a good process that we have. And I, you know, I'm not going to like do an ocular pat down of like the person like, before like, you know, like doing that. But like, I, I, I enjoy like, you know, what I have and like the only constant is change. So maybe I do have to be like more open about like my circle and like stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's about like adjusting to those scenarios and seeing where it takes us. I'm sure Anthony Green will like know the right people to work with too, you know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It'll work out, dude. How do you, how did you like working with Eric from Circuit Board? Oh, he's great. Eric is like one of the nicest people I've ever um he was uh like like he, i think he messaged us and was like can i please like press vinyl for you yeah like, Hell yeah. like of course and like i saw his vinyl. he did save us from the yeah the archon thereafter and, uh, yeah so sick. yeah and, and and cubby and so i was like yeah you, this is pretty dope so i'm gonna hit this guy up and like he was the nicest guy kept us in the loop um we agreed to like 50 50 split on the vinyl yeah. um 
He gave us testings, which was really nice. Um, he gave you what? Sorry. Like the test pressing. Oh, so sick. Like the, yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. And uh, I actually met him in person when I went to NAM last year. And like, we had a really fun night together. And like, we hung out and, and like shot the shit, went bowling. Sick, it's fucking sick dude. I love that guy. Did you go to All Star uh, Lanes? Uh, where did I? I went to the one. Is that the one Disney? Went to that one in Anaheim. That's where I went to. Yeah. But like, because like I, I I didn't know the area. I was there for like three days, and I was like, uh, what do I do in this town? <laughs> 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 you know? um, but yeah, he's a really good. He's dude. cool. From what I, the times I've spoken to him, he's just like always super nice. He plays in a ska band too, so we're like, oh, our ska bands have to do a release together at some point. But like, he's cool, man. I and the vinyl he puts out is all. Didn't he spray paint the jackets for the sauce LP? Yeah, he did. So yeah. no, he he did for the pressings, and he did a a giveaway. It was really cool. He did like a donation giveaway. Um, like at one point, I think he did for test pressings and maybe for standard vinyl, where like if you donate to this certain org, um, it would be like a random draw, like you give ten dollars, and he did that. It was really cool. It was a very good. Uh, cause I did for I think it was for like um like and like anti police violence like community awareness stuff like that. Word. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, and yeah, it, he's a really cool guy. And also, I have to ask you: Is Scott making a comeback now with like you know Scott Network and also a hundred Gex doing Scott? Like, Yo, it's real. I don't know. Um, we put Kai full disclosure. I play in like two Scott bands. Um, but okay. Um. Since like see, I, we should have broke up like eight years ago and we never did. So we've just been <laughs> and Scott's like making another comeback sort of. And a lot of it is from Jer of Scott Two Network. Definitely like built a platform and we, our band played in their backyard like ten years ago. So like when they were in high school, we played in Jer's backyard and like so they like they really liked our band and they still do. So they like put us on to a lot of people. I think it is. I think people want to have fun at shows again. And just have fun. And, you know, we were kind of talking about it before. A lot of music's kind of got like a little pretentious at times. Like, we're going to go to a show and everyone's like this. And like, Ska's like fucking dance music. And Ska mixed with punk, it's like, it's just a ball of energy. So, you know, we were on that Ska Against Racism comp with like all of the fucking OGs from the 90s and early 2000s that like we looked up to. And um, we just put a, a record out with a Ska punk label in California. And it like, I think we sold like, 500 or something out of like 600 awesome. yeah i wasn't expecting it. it's cool it's it's really like it's sick it's sick to see um but it's always going to be like a, a niche type it's not like it's not going to be where it's like the boss tones are playing in clueless again or like we're there's scott and mcdonald's commercial and it shouldn't be there because that's how it got corny it got commercialized and then it became like kind of nerdy and like so yeah well new jersey has the biggest scott band on the planet um Streetlight, yeah, the, baby. The, the oh, that's man, I've heard a lot of here. Yeah, it's uh, Nate. I Nate is our drummer. Nate is a huge Streetlight fan. Really? He's ginormous Streetlight. You should talk to him about because, like, dude, does he like, know? Does he know that Mia and my supervisor played in Streetlight? Does he know that? I've, wait, he. I. I. I haven't talked to him about that. Maybe oh yeah, I'll. Knows, I'll talk but, to him. Yeah, our my supervisor. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a teacher and my supervisor played trumpet for them. He played in Catch 22 really? in the street light. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. I got to get oh, him on the pod. Go on, go on. Sorry. Me and Dom did a 
TikToks like early in Sauce Days and like uh it was just like very random podcast that like it was small and we we were in this basement and there was this guy who like looked a little older than like the people living there and he's like oh that's he was in a street light and catch 22 and i was like what the fuck i was like i forgot his name i can't remember his name at all but like if like nate was there i'm sure he would have found out wait was it jamie was it jamie i mean you might if you forgot you forgot but where was it i I don't know this was i can't remember this was like new jersey obviously but like i um, he had like gray hair, gray beard, and like uh, the, I think that's I think that's my boss. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, we'll talk like, more about this off the pot, I guess. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, hell yeah. Yo, I have I have one more question because you know, again, I think what both your bands are doing are cool and like pushing boundaries and like on the cutting edge of like instrumental performance and like crushing it live, which is an important aspect. What I've Ty, what I've seen the Cat Bamboo videos, like the live performances are like so fucking tight and good. But where where do you see like rock music going in the next 10 years? Adam, I know you're going to say like computer sounds, but just, <laughs> what do you guys see? <laughs> what do you guys think? Low key computer sounds, but like, like with the kind of like a lot, I'm looking at like a hip hop, like influence, like R&B kind of like, I feel like that's going to like come back. It's getting to that, uh, getting to that 20 20 year mark 30 year mark of like the best time of that so i feel like that's going to kind of mix in with rock a little bit more because rock is kind of right now you know you have like like metal's cool you know like the 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 subcategories of rock are are doing pretty well but like rock at large is kind of people don't think oh yeah rock you know so I feel like the only way to kind of get that in, you're you're already kind of seeing it now with like how pop music mixes like guitars in with stuff and then trap and pop. There's like there's like pop trap, which is kind of weird, and there's like this pop hip hop kind of kind of area. So it, it's already kind of blending. And if you look at like, I kind of hate going into this rabbit hole with people because they're just like, what? But like, I almost look at like gent and like. Like some of your like really just like heavy trap like gutter shit like it's almost like the same music though <laughs> like okay it's a like really bass heavy snare this hi hat like just just madness like yeah I like a low know. end like a groove in the low end that's like kind of booming throughout yeah and yeah. just I don't know I like I like I, I find a lot of parallels even with their like subcultures like. You know, like I don't know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of parallels, like dark imagery. You know, so I, I kind of feel like with rock at large, I think it's gonna kind of like blend in more with like what's cool now. I kind of look at like rap and rock, like jazz and classical. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're kind of. I mean, everything came. All contemporary music kind of stems from the blues, but you could say that like. Uh, rap would be like kind of more from jazz and rock would kind of come more metal more comparable to classical I mean you're just running scales right in different directions <laughs> so yeah that's a, that's an interesting way to look at it yeah for sure I was gonna say like like yeah I could say the easy cop out answer is uh, computer noises but like <laughs> um, 
I mean, like how like Adam Levine made the comment of like there's no more bands, which is like on the surface a stupid fucking comment, but I actually understand what he was trying to say is that the individual personality is now like the forefront of music. Whereas like bands still exist, but like people who are like individuals, let's say, um, are kind of like getting further in the game, no matter the genre. I mean, like you look at machine gun Kelly, like he's a rapper first, but he became a punk rock artist. And that was, and he's just the individual sole proprietor proprietor of like his music obviously he has a bunch of songwriters and he has travis barker playing with him but it's like a big cosign the, yeah exactly like he's the forefront focus of the project yeah and like i totally get that and like there's a bunch of emo rappers who are like doing that where they have like that band kind of sound like nothing nowhere is kind of like that where like he it's just him and a few producers and he has like his backing band as the person now. So like, I think like rock music can make a comeback in the sense of like meshing with those genres and like whatever, but it's, I don't know if a band will do it. I could see like, like kind of like a nothing nowhere bringing it back. Machine Gun Kelly's kind of doing with punk rock and maybe it's not like my cup of tea. I'm not the biggest fan of him or anything, but like if it influences kill like, play rock you know then it's what it's obviously a fine line where it's like i don't want them to play like like that but they should people should be inspired to pick up guitars because when i when i was a kid it's like what you did was start a band because blink 182 and green day were the biggest bands and they were awesome and fun so like i I think rock kind of became less fun over time but what i like about instrumental is that it's a you could fucking hang and jam out to it and like, you know, sometimes it's good that you're not there like singing about your feelings and you could just kind of vibe and like people can interpret it how they want, you know? Yeah. It's interesting how like we don't have like, I think like jam band culture is kind of like losing its edge too. I mean, like it has its group of, you know, fish heads and deadheads that will always be there. And surely it will be passed down to like their children's children. They all smoke weed together with grandpa. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know. Like, I kind of just see like instrumental music is now like kind of like trending upward with a bunch of like bands. Obviously, like, you have Lithia Chan, uh, Covet, and whatnot. And like, they're doing cool things and like innovative things and stuff like that. And like, it's not jam music, but like, you're, you know, there's, infinite possibilities of where you can take like the sounds because there's no limit to it like i, I think but, uh open tuning capo emo twinkle music is jam band for millennials i actually i agree with that <laughs> we're gonna go to restaurant restaurants in 20 years and like some guys gonna be playing never meant by american football like <laughs> <laughs> lounge version <laughs> but sorry yeah. sorry not to cut you off uh, what were you gonna say no i was gonna say like like I, I agree with you with that comment though that's like super true <laughs> but like there's no like improv like improv with that or anything but like there's the infinite possibilities of the actual written music that you can go with it because like you're not structured to a certain genre i mean like look at polyphia i mean it took them a long time to get where they are 
now they used to be like a metal shred band but then they were started experimenting with like hip-hops and all that shit and rap trap beats and like mimicking um syllabolic like rapper uh notes to the guitar and like all this shit like people will still hate them but like that's like a genius thing to come up with like it's like those possibilities in instrumental music like there's hope for it to grow obviously like you know like they pulled a whole bring me the horizon yeah Yeah. (laughs) bring me the horizon is a sick example too well not instrumental but like i actually love every every album (laughs) (laughs) they're really they're really cool i love those guys yeah, I think it's definitely important to keep breaking the mold and pushing boundaries for sure. That's a like I first time I saw Polyphia, they sounded like the Power Rangers theme song with the guitar solo over it. <laughs> but that was like six or seven years ago. And now like the new shit is fucking dirty, like really cool. So, you know, I'm I'm stoked on both of your guys' albums. Uh I'm stoked to see what happens with Sauce and Cat Bamboo this year and like to hear all that shit because I think it's gonna be pretty sick stuff. So yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty stoked for both of you guys who keep killing it, as always. I'm I'm very stoked that like, you know, even with the pandemic, like it hasn't brought us down completely. <laughs> We're still standing and still doing shit. So that's the good part. We got it. Um, what else would we do? You know, <laughs> right? It's our support system. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, dudes, thanks, thanks for both coming on uh, the pod. This is awesome. Like the hang and like, you know, talk shop about everything. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having us, Joe. Of course, we'll we'll fucking do it again at some point for sure. All right, if you're listening, thanks. Uh, subscribe or don't. I don't care. All right, later.